more like the dumbest fish. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Bravest Fish, originally titled Bright Stanley by Matt Buckingham, published by Scholastic Inc. The Bravest Fish follows a young fish named Stanley that lost his school and goes on a journey to connect back up with his friends. Along the way, he encounters some pretty interesting ocean dwellers. Will Stanley ever find his friends? We'll bring some scuba gear. We're going to the bottom of the ocean. The story begins with Stanley waking up one morning. It explains that he lived with his school. He lives at school? Does he just have a rich family who sent him to boarding school? Or was he a troubled child? They had to be sent off for his behavior issues. The author never explicitly tells us, but this might clear some of it up. The tale goes on to explain that all the fish at the school, including Stanley, were bright and sparkly. Yep, he was a rich fish. This morning, Stanley woke up late, and none of his friends were around. His school packed up and left without him. They went to different water for the summer. Quote, he hurried to the meeting point as fast as his fins could carry him. But no one was around. He saw a bright light. Aha! They haven't gone far, he said, and he raced toward the glow. End quote. Why does this feel like the start of Tommy Boy? But moving past that, it's clear this fish was given instructions about this trip well in advance. Yet, he was still unprepared. Stanley races off by himself, and then up to a stranger, a lobster that was counting his treasure. So let me get this straight. He slept in when he knew he had some place to be, then raced to a meeting spot while none of his class was there. He doesn't wait for his school to find him. No, he races off into the deep dark ocean after a light and swims up to a complete stranger that is on edge counting his money. Now I know why the author changed the title of the book. Bright Stanley isn't too bright at all. The lobster is furious Stanley is getting between him and his counting time with his coins, and snaps at Stanley, then points him in the direction of which way his school went, and Stanley swims off, continuing his wild goose chase. Or should I say, school chase. Swimming into the deep dark ocean by himself, again, Stanley sees a light and assumes it's his school. But nope, it's just his reflection off of a massive pearl. What does Stanley do with this? A little flustered and disappointed, he swims off to continue his search, again showing that he isn't bright at all. He just made a huge find that could get him some cash money, but he doesn't think twice about it. Stanley didn't even try to hide the pearl, or at least mark it. No, he left it for someone else. What an idiot. While he is swimming, a big fish sneaks up behind him and, quote, When he turned around, Stanley found himself staring straight into the mouth of a huge dot dot dot. End quote. I love a good cliffhanger, but this one seems pretty obvious that it's a shark. And I turn the page and, yep, it's a shark. Only it seems like lately they make the sharks friendly. This one is definitely not. He knows Stanley is in the wrong part of town and chases Stanley all over 
until Stanley was able to find a cave to hide in. In the cave, fear and doubt set in that Stanley will never be able to make it back to his school. He should ask himself why that is. Could it be he's made one too many bad choices that have added up to get him to this desperate point? Stanley eventually gets the courage to poke his head out of the cave, and this time, he sees more glowing. Is it a mirage? The story leaves us on another cliffhanger. I turn the page, and somehow Stanley has stumbled upon his school. Some fish have all the luck. Nine out of ten fish would have been eaten, but Stanley, by doing nothing right, still found his school. Well, the story comes to a close with his so-called friends giving him the bullshit line of, We were looking for you. My ass, they were looking for him. If they were looking for him, they would have never left without him in the first place. They ditched him. But Stanley believes them and tells him his harrowing story to get to them. The lesson here is simple. It's the old adage, fail to prepare, then prepare to fail. This fish knew he had to be somewhere in the morning, and he wasn't there. He then tried to chase everyone down, but he wasn't prepared for that journey either. If this fish was more organized and would have thought all of his actions through, none of this would have ever happened. And if that was the case, we would have no story. Was Stanley the bravest fish? Maybe. But stupidity and bravery go hand in hand. Matt's writing, while a bit wordy, was entertaining. He had plenty of cliffhangers to keep the reader on their toes, and Stanley's run-ins weren't all predictable. And they could have been. Matt could have taken the easy route and had Stanley have three boring conversations with three different sea creatures, but he didn't. I will say I'm glad he changed the title. The old one didn't work at all. Matt's pictures were even more fun than his writing. His contrast of dark to light was appealing to the eye, and varying perspectives kept the story from being dull. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 3.1. I'll have a heapin' helpin'. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.